Hey, what is up, you guys? It's Liam Gillen, and this is The Introverted Filmmaker, a podcast where I, an introvert who happens to make films, talks about all things that are happening in the filmmaking, television, and sometimes the entertainment industry. So if you're into that kind of thing, make sure you follow along with this podcast and listen along. So um, before we begin, I just want to acknowledge, um, sorry for not posting last week. Um, Pretty much, I've had a really, really shitty week. I'm not going into details of what happened, but like, yeah, it, it wasn't the best week. Um, so I was just like, I need a break um, from the podcast just to relax, unwind and, you know, just have me time. You know, I'm off from work this week. Thank God. Um, don't get me wrong. Work is fine. But I just really need a break, especially that I have a huge project with them coming up this month. And like, God knows how many editing revisions I'm going to have to do. So, you know, I just need this break and stuff and just especially with the stuff going on in my personal life um, right now is just I need the time to be away. And, you know, that's important. It's important to take a step back from things and just kind of relax and all of that and figure shit out. I still don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'm just kind of going along with that. But, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, this week, this past week was really shitty and, um you know, I'm trying to move past and it's been hard, but hopefully getting into the podcast this week will kind of lift my spirits up a bit. Um, and I'm working on a little project. It's just a one minute short film. I don't know if it's going to see the light of day, but, um, it's just a fun little cinematography project because I really need to improve on shit. But anyway, this week's topic is about gear and does gear matter? What gear is in, what gear is out, you know, what, if I were starting out, what should I buy type of thing? And, um, of course the fan is now going on when I'm trying to do my podcast, which is fantastic. Like this blue Yeti mic, like it's really good, but it picks up so much shit. Like if I'm on cardioid mode, which is like, it's only directly to my mouth yet. Like when my dad slams the door downstairs, like it picks it up for no fucking reason. Um, but anyway, so that's an essential to gear. (laughs) That we're talking about it, but yeah, so does gear matter? Um, short story, short answer, uh, kind of, it kind of matters. I think it depends on what level we're at, you're at, but I think, you know, we'll get to that in a moment. So um, I started off on a little toy camera. Well, I, I had my dad's VHS tapes, but like, I wasn't really allowed to touch that camera considering that I was five and my little hands could not handle it. (laughs) So if it dropped, uh, forget it. Um, But yeah, when I really started getting into cameras, um, my first camera was like a toy camera and I would make videos, but like I didn't know how to edit. So they would just stay on my camera. I don't even know where those are. Um, Let me point out, I did grow up in the early 2000s. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't really see kids with toy cameras anymore. They usually buy apps on their parents' phones and go from there, which I think is really cool. Uh, Probably annoying to the parents, but (laughs) yeah. So um, then when I was 12, this new camera came out. It was called the Flip Camcorder. And pretty much it was this little box. It um, It looked like a phone, but bigger, but it was... It was massive. It was a big camera. It was a big deal. This was like before GoPro became popular. It was it was just like the first like portable camera. I know the point and shoots are out at the time, but point and shoots are really for photos, not video. So, but this camcorder was a little square thing, and there was a slot. It came with its own HDMI, um, USB like 
cord built in it so you just had to pull down the side and then um the plug came out and then you could charge it anywhere you went it, it was a it was a big innovative deal and i wanted that camera so bad so for my birthday i asked for it um i think it was two hundred dollars at the time you know this was a pretty consumer camera so it was like two hundred dollars my parents got it for me i think i chipped in some money and um yeah and i started filming on there um of course still never edited edited shit on it it was just kind of i filmed these videos and never saw the light of day um my friends would be in them at the time and no i'm not friends with any of them anymore <laughs> i throw that in there but um we i remember i got in trouble for filming class once because i saw kids like making vlogs in school not at my school but like on youtube and stuff and i thought that would like that would be hilarious and then my teacher was really mad, so that never happened again. But I still brought my camera to school. Miss um, Chase, if you're listening. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what were we, where were we going with this? So yeah, I uh, the flip camcorder was huge. And then a year later, year or two later, they disbanded. They discontinued the, they, um, the camera. Um, and, you know because the phones were getting better but it wasn't at this point where people were filming on iphones but it was just kind of like okay we we know this is coming right um but then around the same time was the dslr revolution which pretty much was when canon cameras decided to put video on their dslrs um and not only that but to go full hd because at the time you can only record 720 on most cameras but they were like okay now you have 1080 on these cameras so that was a huge deal and people just converted from camcorders to dslrs um so there's a little history buff and then you know i'm still on the camcorders my dad bought me this like samsung one he didn't really look at the specs he just saw the word wi-fi on it and thought like oh, okay this is probably legit that camera sucked like i used it for my youtube videos i mean it did the job at the time and i think that's what you need to think about when you're buying your first camera like is it going to do is it going to do the job for you at the price that you can afford it to be, if that makes sense, right? Um, and that was what we could afford. So, you know, it sucked. Like, the, oh, God. And I was, like, 14 years old, so I was just kind of playing around with it, not necessarily, like, really researching, like, you know, how to, use, how to do exposure correctly, how to light a scene, you know. It was just kind of like I put the camera on my tripod and started talking. Not even audio, like, just a whole disaster. Um, so... I had that, but then there was this one camera that all the YouTubers were using. It was called the Canon Rebel T3i. Every YouTuber was using it. Like, it was a massive, massive camera. Um, I think it was like $600 at the time or something. I think it was like $600. But after the camcorder, I was like, no, I like I want the Canon T3i. And I begged my parents for it. I saved it. You know, I chipped in. You know, I think people, th I don't want people, you know, I never, um, what is it? I'm sorry, I'm like doubling um, my words, but like, you know, I always chipped in because camera gear is very expensive. Now, being 24, being almost 24, um, I save up for it myself. You know, maybe I'll ask my parents for the last like $200 of it. You know what I mean? But um, the Canon C3i was 15 years old and my parents bought it on the condition that I would share it with the family. So it'd be the family camera, quote unquote. They never used it. They never picked it up. It was just mine. <laughs> they never even touched it so um that was a good camera um i didn't know how to use it right um yeah still on the auto mode um 
I used to put it on manual focus and then just step away, but then it would be blurry the whole shot. And I'm like looking back on old YouTube videos. I'm like, oh God, I didn't know what the, excuse me. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So, you know, I think that's the other thing with buying gear. You need to know how to use it. Like, you know, right now I have the Sony a6400. That's my go-to right now, which we will talk about in a bit. And this is considered like entry level of, um, you know, of the Sony line. And this would be today's Canon Rebel T3i, in my opinion. This is today's Canon Rebel T3i. And you think, oh, Liam, you know, you've been using entry-level cameras for like the past 10 years. Why? And um, first of all, they're inexpensive and they were according to my budget. Number two, Sony A6400 was a pretty, is pretty advanced features for a entry-level camera, um, which we will get to in a bit. So, after, you know, I'm using the Canon 2.3i, right? And then um, the iPhone 6 came out. I got the iPhone 6, and that was pretty advanced photography-wise. Not necessarily, I never made videos on that. But um, what was it? Then the can then Casey Neistat starts to emerge. I mean, he was famous, but like 2015 was like Casey Neistat Central. And when I was homeschooled, I used to wake up every morning and watch Casey Neistat. So, you know, you want to be like who your role models are. So I think he made a video about like his cameras and he owned the Canon 70D with the 10 to 22 millimeter 3.5 lens. Why I remember that? I don't know. But um, yeah, so then my 18th birthday slash high school graduation present, I was like, I want the Canon 70D. See, the Canon 70D is an APS-C camera, which means it has a smaller sensor, same as like an entry level. Um, but this was more an intermediate camera. And I think this is where I really, this camera was where I really taught myself how to use a camera, like legitimately. So I got that for my birthday and the 10 to 22 millimeter lens. Um, my, of course, my dream to this day is like to get a 24 to 70 2.8. Like I am not even close to that. I have the APS-C equivalent one, which is the Sigma 18 to 50. But I want, I live for the day where I get a full frame camera. Like, and those are mad fucking expensive. And like the day I get one of those, I'm going to be like on cloud nine. But of course, it's not about, you know, this is in the beginner stages, like, you know, I've been using cameras for nearly 10 years now, and I don't even have a full frame. And I think that should say a lot in terms of like, you know, it's about using your camera well. There's people that use APS-Cs that make it look extremely professional, using entry level and make it extremely professional. Like, you know what I like to do, whatever the camera brand is, so say if it's um, Sony A6400 Cinematic, right? You put Cinematic next to the camera name. You'll see all these people that created these beautiful images and you would never know that they came out of a cheap camera, right? Um, that's what you need to consider as well. So, but yeah, back to Canon 70D. That camera was a really great camera. Um, I learned, I pretty much taught myself on that camera. Like they can't, when I realized how much I was doing wrong, that was the camera I owned, right? So I taught myself everything on that camera. I taught myself how to adjust settings and all of that. Like that was the prime camera and that camera, um, I took one of my, probably my favorite photo of all time on that camera. I took it with a pancake lens, which was 24 millimeter 2.8, which goes for like 120 bucks. Yeah. Very, uh, cheap setup. The Canon 70D wasn't even expensive either. Like, I mean, it wasn't as expensive as, um, cameras that were against it at the time. That's a better, that's better phrasing. Um, yeah. So, 
I used that for a bit, uh, but the thing that pissed me off the most about the Canon 70D was that you couldn't do slow motion on it. I mean, you could, but then you would have to go down 720p, and at the time, this is when 4K was coming out and becoming a massive deal. So I was like, it's time to upgrade. Um, this was three years later. I want to point out all the cameras I've owned, I've had them for at least three to four years before I upgraded. I think that is a good time frame. I know people that even with the iPhones, right? Everyone's like buying the next one once the new one comes out. And that that's just so pointless. Wait, like, you know, a couple of versions, right? And at the time of the Canon 70D was the time the iPhone X came out. So I got the iPhone X upgraded from the iPhone 6. We see a pattern here, right? And that was like the first phone where in my opinion, where you can make pretty good cinematic quality images, right? Um, so I currently have the 12 now, but um, yeah, I filmed a video on the iPhone X once. It wasn't a good video. It was just cheesy effects of me in DC, but showed, it just was like, wow, the iPhones are getting up there. And especially with iPhone 13 and the cinematic mode or whatever, like, holy shit. Like, imagine that 10 years ago. But anyway, so it was time to move on from the Canon 70D because I wanted to get more into video and I mean, I still always have, but I, I mostly use the Canon 70D for photography at the time, but I really wanted something that, you know, was going to be good in low light that um, was going to give me slow-mo and full HD, um, for, have 4K. Um, so there was a little camera that was coming out called the A6400 that was, that was going to fit my budget. The only con was I was going to have to switch all my Canon stuff to Sony, um, which, you know, that can be a lot of money. But again, a big way to afford equipment is to sell your old stuff. Use that money to make, invest in the new stuff, right? Um, that's my biggest tip to everybody. And I, I literally sell shit and replace it all the time. So the A6400 came out in 2019. I literally was working a job at Student Financial Services at the time and I put money into my savings to buy this camera for my 21st birthday. And um, I remember, you know, my birthday is at the end of the semester, May 1st. So it was finals week and I wanted my parents to mail it up so bad, but like they were nervous to mail a brand new camera upstate, which I mean, I understand. Um, so I didn't get it until Memorial Day weekend that year. And I got it just in time for my abroad trip to London. So I really experimented with this camera while I was over in London. And I made a little video when I was there. Not the greatest video, but again, we're learning and growing. I still own the A6400 today. It's my go-to. Um, I have a love-hate relationship for it. I think I'm ready to move on from it um, personally. But I'll go over what I've owned with this one. So I bought the kit lens first and I bought a Sigma 30 millimeter and then I upgraded to the Sony 24 to 105 f4 great lens but being at f4 I hated the low light capabilities it made it worse Sony has really good low light capabilities but again like I talked about having a smaller sensor means that low light is going to be even shittier to work with right um so pretty much it's okay in low light. I, I notice noise in the images. And again, you know, I'm learning and growing. And, you know, for example, shooting log. That was the other reason why I switched because this one has log. Um, the log images are okay. I think shooting in log is better when you have a full frame 
camera. Um, what other lenses have I had? I have the 56 millimeter Sigma that is for pictures and pictures only. And then um, I had the kit lens and pretty much sold all of it except the 56 and I bought for Christmas for myself the 18-50 f2.8 from Sigma, which is a 24-70 to equivalent lens. I really like it. It's my pretty much my running gun now. The problem is it does not have image stabilization um, as I don't have a gimbal, so it makes the footage a lot shakier and... Um, the camera also does not have in-body stabilization, which I don't understand because um, all the other Sony ones do except this one. So that is a struggle to work with. But a lot of the time, this is just on a tripod. So not the biggest deal, but if I do upgrade, I'm getting a gimbal with whatever camera I'm getting. So with that being said, I think that brings up a new topic, useless gear. What gear did I buy that I thought was absolutely useless? Um, I've bought glide cams were useless because I just didn't know how to use them. Gimbals, I never took the time to use them or I never had enough videos where I needed them. Um, again, if I practice, I could have been good at it. I mean, I'm still good at, gimbals are exploding now, so I like need to learn how to do it. Um, you know, I bought that, I bought lights that were pretty much worthless. I bought like a softbox back, softbox lights back in high school um, that were pretty decent, did the job. And then I bought umbrella lights, um, the umbrella lights I barely use. Let me point out that I bought the camera in 2019 in hopes that I would make more videos as the years went on. Um, I have made quite a bit of videos on the A6400. Don't get me wrong, but you know I, um, you know I bought it thinking that like I was gonna make a shit ton of videos on it, yada yada yada. But then COVID hit. Um, you know, so I haven't really been couldn't I really haven't been able to test it these past three years like on the field like a lot of the videos I've made on here were filmed in my room with controlled lighting things like that so um you know that's the other thing too um and that's why you know buying the gimbal was kind of useless because it was like you know oh I can't even go out to use it right um in terms of I'm sorry I needed to repeat that sentence because I turned away from the mic so in terms of lights I've, you know, the umbrella lights, the soft boxes, cheap ass shit. I used my lights in my room, which you should never do ever. Um, so, you know, white balance is off and all that shit. You know, I'm still learning all of this 10 years later, right? Um, I would consider myself intermediate. Like I know what the settings are and stuff, but just, I just have sometimes a rough time compiling that image. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place. The lights I have now, I have... I have this um, RGB light from, what is it? Litu Photo. Litru Photo. It's an RGB light. It's my back light, you know, to make the image look pretty and make me stand out from the background. Um, and then I have the Godox SL62. No, Godox XL60W. That's not two, which is a 5600 Kelvin daylight lens uh, light. I really like it. It's super strong, especially for a light that's $200. I do have a softbox on it from newer. I don't like the newer softbox because I had to manually insert it myself when a lot of the aperture lights now have automatic clips on them. So I'm trying to sell it on eBay, but like no one wants to buy it. So I may just dump it. I literally have a corner in my room of all the gear that I want to throw out, like, but no one will buy it on eBay. So I guess I'm just going to throw it in the dump, which will be a waste of money. I also donate it. I'm thinking of also donating it to my college because, you know, students need gear all the time and my Work and my work office, they already have enough gear, so I don't think they need more. But 
I think a college may need more, especially more and more students getting into film. So I think it makes sense. I'll see on that. But the other light I just bought is the Amaron P60X, which is a bicolor LED light. It comes with the softbox, a honeycomb grid. It is battery powered, which the Godox SL60 is not which is a complete ripoff. Um, I may switch that Godox SL60 down the line because I feel like I cannot travel with it at all. Like it's not worth traveling with. It's like my in-home studio light. Um, but the Amaron, it can. Um, only problem, I hate the battery life on it. I hate the battery life. Like it's out in two minutes when it like was like, oh, two hours, yada, yada, yada. But you're getting what you pay for. That's the other thing. You're getting what you pay for. Um, but this is like, those lights are a total upgrade from what I used to have. So and Amaron lights are amazing. Like Aperture really knows what the fuck they're doing. Um, in terms of microphones, I've only used Rode. I don't use anything else. I've used this Rode NTG. Of course, at the time, I didn't know how to use it properly, so my audio sucked ass. Um, and now I have the Rode Micro, and people think, oh, $60 mic? Like, what are you doing with that? Here's the thing. I have a Amazon Boom stand, um, Boom stand, and, um, excuse me, <laughs> and I have this long extension cord and I plug it into the camera and I put the mic wherever I want and then I go. I do want a lavalier mic. Um, I'm thinking the road might go. Um, you know, it's a matter of just like, I don't want to buy things that I'll end up never using. I've made that mistake time and time again. And that's something you need to consider. Like how often are you, are you going to use this? Cause if it's not a lot, yeah, I don't think you should buy it. I don't think you should buy it now. Um, that's why gear rental exists. Um, like for example, I want to rent out some gear before I buy it. Um, especially camera wise, like I'm thinking of renting, like, I don't know the next camera I own. I'm thinking like the a seven S three. I'm thinking the a seven four. I'm thinking, um, black magic six K the FX three. Like, I just don't know yet. Um, but you know, rent out the gear before you drop a big amount of money on it. And also don't take out a loan to buy these cameras. Like that's just not worth it. Um, another important thing, camera accessories. I have a shit ton of cleaning stuff, a camera bag. I need to upgrade my camera bag. I bought a $20 sketchy one from Amazon. It's doing the job for now, but eventually down the line, it will be upgraded. Um, I have a shit ton of filters. I have a polarizer filter, an ND filter, and a ProMist filter to make the image look soft and film-like, yada, yada, yada. Um, I have two external hard drives. One is for my personal stuff. And the other is for my work. It's solely for work um, because I don't want those collab colliding and clashing and shit i recently did buy a gimbal but it's not for my camera it's for my phone it's the dji osmo 4 i have not used it as as much as i would like to um but yeah i want to create something with this don't know yet um gimbals are a learning curve and i'm thinking that maybe using an iphone one which are a lot simpler is a good start um I did buy a new case for my phone so I can attach filters on it from Moment Lenses. And um, yeah, that's really my gear right now. Um, you know, it's a lot. It's been a lot of trial and error. It's been a lot of, you know, learning from these and just using them to the best of their ability and stretching them to as far as I can before, you know. But yeah, the A6400, I think, is going to be the B cam when I upgrade. Like, I'm going to still keep this because I've realized the importance of having two cameras. And let me point out, if you have two cameras, that's really luxurious. And like, that is a privilege, right? Um, that is an ultimate privilege and consider yourself very lucky to get to that point. Um, and I, yeah. So what else was I going to talk about? Okay. So 
gear kind of matters, right? When you're in the beginning stages, you're learning. So it's like learn from what you got. Literally, there's iPhone apps um, where you can teach yourself. Um, and they, you know, you don't have to use the native camera app um, type of thing. So you can just learn settings, exposure, yada, 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 right? And then, but when you get more experience, your gear is going to have to grow with you because no one, if you're claiming that you're a professional and you're, you come in with the small ass camera, clients are going to be like, what the fuck, you know, they're going to be like, what, like, that's not what we paid for type of thing. So it matters there. And especially if you're on a high end show, I mean, there are some movies and TV shows where they use shitty ass cameras and they were successful. So it's like a weird topic. It's like, you know, I don't know. I think it depends on the subject, but again, your gear has to grow with you, you know. For example, I've been using APS-C cameras since I first started. And it's time to like go to full frame. And everyone says when you go full frame, you never go back, and that's probably what's going to happen with me. You know, APS-C, I hate the crop. Um low light sucks. Um I really cannot color grade these for shit. Um, you know, and I'm an amateur color grader. Like if I really want to learn, I have to learn on like raw footage. Um, battery life sucks. Canon APS-C batteries are fucking phenomenal, but this sucks. Like Sony, like, you know, um, what else? I'm trying to think, but yeah, it's just like, it's time, but I don't have the money to do it right now. So I'm just going to use it until I have the money to do so. Or I think I'm just going to rent gear and such but um it's always good to have a go-to camera so this is my go-to for now um and yeah i also have a reflector a 5m reflector just to control light which is really really helpful and it's only like 20 bucks like you can't go wrong with that there are some accessories that like are so cheap yet they go a long way and people just don't consider them um Yeah, I think that's really it in terms of gear and what I had to say for this episode. I think this was a lot shorter than the other episodes. But again, like I'm having a tough week. So give me some slack here. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, Next episode will be the final episode of season one. I think I'm doing 10 episodes per season. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for season two. Maybe we do video podcasts now um, and see how that goes. But um, yeah. I'll see you guys next week and um, just do well, do good. And uh, yeah, see you guys. Bye.